Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. So today we are going to talk about sterilization. Thanks for hanging out with us. New listeners, we appreciate it. And you've been rocking with us for a while. We definitely appreciate that. We're just going to take the perspective of two guys that, you know, have had a procedure. Talk about that. Um, as well as the conversations we've had with some other people. So, yeah. So also, we want to invite you to join us on social media. Any of the conversations we have, if you would like to continue those, please do that over on Instagram, searching Marriage is Tougher. If you'd like to be a guest or would like to uh, just suggest an idea for a uh, topic or episode, you can do that on our website or also on Facebook. Then also, you can make sure to hop over on YouTube. You can catch all of our video episodes there, see our lovely faces, and catch all of our reactions, because we hear we're pretty funny. But either way, we're going to get right into this episode, so keep listening. All right, so sterilization. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Or the happy dance. (laughs) Oh, man. So I just had my procedure done middle of October. So I'm fresh off of this. and thought it would be pertinent to talk about it while it was still fresh in my mind. There was a bunch of jokes, as it were. You know, some of of my buddies were saying how they probably wouldn't do that. But then they also wanted the full report. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've made sure to give that to them. Um, the recovery, to my surprise, for such a sensitive area was very quick. Right. I'm, I'm already back to full action. They recommend that you take about a week off of, you know, heavy lifting and all that stuff. Um, and it wasn't that you can't lift. It's more or less like they don't want you to damage anything, right? And so I I heeded the warning, which was tough with three little kids, right? Right. Because uh, they're always jumping on my lap, pick me up, daddy, throw me around. And then I have uh, my youngest is less than two. She'll be two in December. And, you know, all she wants to do is be picked up. But. You know, we managed. We got through, feeling good, and uh, you know, like I said, I just felt like it was the right time to have a conversation about it. Now, Paul, you have also had this procedure done. Yes, it was years ago now, um, and it was definitely different than I thought it would go in the sense that. I didn't have a conversation with anyone about it except, have you had it? How long did it take to recover? Right, Because it is such a sensitive uh, space to talk about. But like you said, it was 
less than what I had built it up to do. It was pretty quick. It's a you realize it's a routine thing that the doctors and nurses do all the time. So it's not a big deal for them. It's more of a big deal for us. Right. And it, it's smooth transition. You heed the warnings. Um, and you go from there. And you have a pretty good weekend on the couch watching football. At least that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Also, so, pro tip, do it during football season. <laughs> Absolutely. Preferably toward the end of October, middle of November, because that's when the games get better yep. on the college level. Yeah, good call. And if you have red zone on Sunday, it's a great day. <laughs> oh, man. So talking about it being a sensitive subject, uh, quick funny story. I was at work and, you know, uh, on the phone with the doctors and nurses and billing just to get all my ducks in a row before I go in there, which is going to be another part of this conversation. But... I kept telling people, hey, I'm going to be off on this day. Um, if you don't know, typically they do these procedures on a Friday. And I was uh, telling people, hey, I'm going out for a surgery. And people being concerned, as they typically do, like, oh, is anything wrong? Is this, you know, this, that, and the third. I was like, oh, no, I'm just going to have my vasectomy done. <laughs> and dependent on the person you tell that to, <laughs> um, you get different reactions. Some guys are like, oh, right? And the guys who've actually had it done are like, all right, cool. And then a couple of the women, if you say that to them, they're like, oh, sorry, didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> right? Like it's a sore <laughs> subject or something. Yeah. I mean, you will be sore for a couple of days. Yeah, just that's it. Just a couple of days. <laughs> but I just thought that was funny, the, the different reactions I got. Um, yeah, it's definitely a different reaction from those who have had it than those who haven't. Yes. And it's like either, man, it's a good life right now <laughs> for those who have had it. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're getting it. You know, you can still get those. But, yeah. Should we, uh, well, I think maybe I personally want to know what you mean when you say the good life right now. <laughs> the good life right now is unless... God comes down and changes the path of this vasectomy. Yeah. There will be, once you have decided with your, your spouse that we're not going to have any more kids, like it's basically a guarantee. And there's never a worry of something being off, something being wrong, something slipping, something, any of that. Like you no longer have to do, have to worry. Yeah. On that side. And if your um, wife has been on birth control mm -hmm. and all that, like you can relieve her from, you know, that responsibility, which I was listening to a, a comic. It came across my Instagram feed and he was talking about, I've never heard a woman excited about saying, she's switching birth control and or having a good experience. Mm -hmm. So he just started talking about different types and the things, you know, mood swings and like bloating and, you know, <laughs> he took it to the comic like, yeah, I switched this one and then I strangled my grandma, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I was like, yeah, that's, I've heard those horror stories and just being able to relieve, um, you know, your wife from that or if, for those who've 
you know, it's so physically taxing for your wife that she's not on birth control. Because I've seen that too. Like every time <laughs> there's the possibility if, you know, things don't work out the way that it should, that you could get pregnant. Yeah. And so that's what I mean the good life. It's free of that, like, are we good? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've uh, unfortunately had that conversation plenty of times with my wife. <laughs> a, little, a little nervous. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the funny thing is I, I'm glad you brought up the birth control because Katie has struggled in this area. And just in listening to her talk about her struggles, I didn't understand that like they had to be so regimented with their doctor's appointments, right? And I know there was a time where she said, you know, I really don't like this one. I wish I could just get off of it. And this is kind of like what spurred the conversation to get the steriliz- uh, sterilization procedure done. We, or what, once we were talking about that, she was telling me that, and I forget exactly what it was that the medication was doing, but when she wanted to change it, which is, which is the most important part, she couldn't just change it. She had to wait until her next doctor's appointment. And then the doctor also had to agree to change it. Like they could have just denied the change, which is mm-hmm. crazy to me. But after this. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's out the window. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Right. We, we still have uh, this three month. Oh test Mm -hmm. to see if the the procedure took fully which um you know i'm hoping everything goes well and she'll be able to get off that birth control because like you said there's there could be a a bunch of different side effects and whatnot and i think she's on one that she likes now but to the extent that she can like it right right (laughs) right (laughs) you know it's not preferable it's just preferable to the other medications that she right. has tried. So, um, I want to ask you: How did you and Crystal approach this conversation-wise? Like, like what were the deciding factors that? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and get this done. Yeah, I think it was. It actually started a little bit when we were talking about, you know, if we were blessed to be able to have kids easily, Mm -hmm. um, how many did we want and at what ages would we want to do that? Because my wife, is she's older than I am, so it's like, you know, it's just harder on your body the older you get to carry a child. Um. So it was a little starter, like once we got together, we talked about it a little bit, like, okay, how many do we want to have? You know, I was praying for twins, that didn't happen. We have Bella, which is great. Um, And then shortly after that, it was like a revisit, like, are you sure you'll be good with, you know, just Isaiah and Belle? Um, And it was like, yeah. And then at that point, I was like, all right, when are you going to do this? And she was never, um, she never really pushed, like, you need to have this done. But it was like, she 
um, you know, has had issues with birth control. Mm-hmm. So it is, it, it was better for us, for me to get the vasectomy so that we wouldn't, she wouldn't have to deal with those issues or have to deal with the, are we good question? Right. <laughs> so, right, right. so, um, that's basically what it was and also the timing like because not knowing how the recovery went and we were pretty busy traveling all that type of stuff um when is it good but i think the main factor was like there's really no reason not to get it so let's just do it yeah that's how that's how we circled back around to it and i was like oh i guess I should. Yeah. For us, it was probably similar, you know, the discussion of how many kids do you want, more or less for us, because it's been so easy to have them. It was like, are we done? And once we came to that decision, it became the decision of, well, the hysterectomy is so much more difficult on the woman to have that procedure done that it just makes more sense for the man to have the vasectomy performed. And I was on board, you know, not a big deal. Of the people I spoke to, they all had a good experience, as good as it could be, I guess. And so I wasn't, like, nervous or scared going into it. Um, you know, which was another story. I was actually supposed to have this surgery done a while back. So it was like sometime within COVID, I had reached out, found a doctor, set up a consultation. And for whatever reason, my consultation got canceled. I believe they said that the doctor had a surgery that day. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, why would you book a consultation at the same time you have a surgery? I don't, I don't get it. But either way, that got canceled. And then I just started putting it off for a while. And then Katie went into those uh, into the different medications mm. and when she started struggling with that is when she was like look you really need to pick the ball back up on this one and, and run with it so I did we're, you know and we're, we're done now hopefully but um, I don't know where I was going with that story <laughs> well I mean for me I'll say while we're talking about like booking appointments and stuff, Mm. it, I think one of the reasons it took so long for it to happen for me um, was it was all on me to get that whole process going. Like normally my wife is um, the one who figures out where our doctors are and if we're going to change why and that type of stuff. And she makes the initial call. But on this one, it was like, Oh, it's all you. It only involves you. Like I'm not at like figure out Google something and find someone who's in our coverage and go for it. So because one, I don't like calling places. It was like one of those things that I just put off. Um, and I think I, I don't know, maybe I'm not the only guy that has been there as far as appointments. So when you mentioned putting it off, so I didn't, once I found my doctor and did the procedure, it was pretty easy. 
the office that we went to was known for doing it, all that type of stuff. But then the office shut down between when I went and had the procedure and my follow-up to make sure. So I went to the first follow-up and then there was another one like to make sure that everything took. Um, so it was actually a lot longer of a process to get the I'm good right. because I call, I went to go back after I had taken too long um, to say, hey, I want to make my appointment. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're sorry. This office is no longer a thing. Oh, man. Um, luckily, though, my uh, my primary care, they could take care of that. It's just like giving blood. So right, like right, they right. just take it, see, it's all good. But it was weird because I couldn't understand the reading on my chart. Like, okay. because it wasn't like, you're good to go. It just said the doctor's term that everything is good, but it didn't make sense. Like, I was like, is it good? So I had to call and they were like, oh, yeah, it says this. I was like, yeah, but what does that mean? Yeah, like, oh, you're good mark? to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, am I good or not? <laughs> right. right. I need that. I need the thumbs up, the check mark or something. Um, but yeah, I think that was probably the biggest barrier in the process for me was being diligent about going to the appointments. And as a guy, right, like as you said, once women are older, they at least have their annual that they need every year with their OB. So they at least have that going. Like we don't have anything that is a need right so it's just like i guess i'll call the doctor it's kind of time yeah but at the same time i lean and i see that's probably not the best but that's kind of my experience um yeah but talk about how has or has it changed uh your uh like how has it affected your relationship or did it or did you think there would be a possibility to that it would? I think that I might not have gone into the area where post-op the relationship will have changed yet, right? Because until that three-month checkup, I don't necessarily know if I'm good or not. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. So I think there's still more to be determined in that area. I think leading up to it, Katie may have thought that I could possibly have given more resistance than I did because I gave none. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know that I could really speak on that too well, right? But I think if I had to guess, the freedom that we were talking about earlier is going to be good for our relationship. Uh, and, you know, you can yeah. run with your imagination mm -hmm. on that one. But yeah, uh, I, I just wholeheartedly believe that it's going to be good for our relationship. Um, and going back to what you said with, you know, making the appointments and doing all the follow-up and everything – I don't necessarily think I took into account how much I was going to have to do in order to do that, but it was the same scenario for me. She was like, you need to get this done, get it done. Um, 
And I think I probably took it to another level because I was like, well, since I'm here, I might as well find out all the information. And so, <laughs> you know, I went to the consultation and I'm asking the doctor, hey, how much does this cost? Doctor doesn't know. And that was weird to me. But they pointed me in the direction. And after a few phone calls, I finally found out that if I didn't have insurance, there was one cost, right? And that cost was $750. And apparently there's programs to help people who don't have insurance. So if you're wondering about that, there's probably a program in your area where it could be relatively low cost for you, depending on what your situation is. And then I went further and I said, well, obviously, you know, I do have insurance. And the question I'm actually asking you is what price are you going to charge my insurance? I'm not asking for how much I'm responsible for. I can do that math. How much are you going to charge my insurance? And that number was over $6,000. And then going through even further, because I then wanted to talk to the insurance, and I said, well, obviously, you're not going to approve that entire amount. What amount are you going to approve so I can figure out what I'm responsible for? And the amount they approved was just over $2,000. So it made my responsible uh, amount less than 500, which is great um, to have all that information, you know. But just wanted to share that with you guys. You know, the money details, obviously, depending on where you are, those prices could more than likely vary wildly. Uh, But there are some options out there. And if you are, you know, needing to pay cash, then ask about those programs because, you know, they, they... typically do exist. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm going to circle back real quick before we kind of finish this one up. But the question, we had a, a couple conversations about, you know, was I really good with the finality of this? Mm. Um, and we circled around about that because, I mean, it is a final thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's happening to my body, right? right? So, um, you know, my wife gave me space and like you, I didn't really have any reservations. Again, like I said, it's, there's really only a certain amount of time you should have kids in the window of how old you want to be once they're graduating, you know, high school and how involved you want to be. Um, and again, the toll on my wife's body so it was just like no like we gotta (laughs) this is not it (laughs) i'm trying to live life and uh you know do all that and to speak on the effects um if nothing else i'll just say this if nothing else like wondering if (laughs) if you're gonna be surprised with a baby (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is definitely a freeing thing when it's not on the table. Right. right, right. So, yeah, that's lovely. I I don't know that Katie asked me specifically if I was okay with the finality part of it. Right? I feel like that might be more of a thing for women. Than it is for men. I don't, do you? Would you agree? Well, it might be depending on the age, depending on okay. how many kids you have, how your pregnancies went. Mm-hmm. Um, in our case, it was specifically because we're a blended family, 
and I didn't, and Bella was not a boy. Mm. So it's like that question of guys really want that boy for their namesake, right? For nothing else, it was more the namesake thing. Um, and I really had to come to terms like, am I good with that? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, is it worth whether I'm good or not, which I was good, but if I wasn't good at this point, is it worth trying to get pregnant just for that? Right. And bring in another kid and, you know, now higher maternal at risk maternal age mm-hmm. to carry a child. All of the babies have been large. They've all been over eight, five. Yeah. Longer than 21 inches. Like, she's a tiny person that's not really a thing that (laughs) we should do you know so it was easy for me to be like logically like no not even that's funny how uh for me that never really crossed my mind because i already had in my first two children a girl and then a boy so that's not necessarily something I had to think about. So I'm glad you brought up that point. You know, I in my world, like I was good to be done with two, <laughs> you know. And then we had a third, which is great and lovely and, you know, love my family. But being done for me was more a consideration of age and not wanting my youngest child to lose out on dad's ability to be active, you know? So once I decided that's where I wanted to be, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to be a grandpa with a five-year-old. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it was, a, it was an easy decision for me. And, you know, more or less... Uh, joint decision right and we got we got through it i don't know is there anything else you could think of that you might want to uh throw out here or anything that we missed no i think it was just a good conversation to talk about i'm glad that you brought up their different programs to help those that may want to get it done but think it's going to be astronomical. Obviously, it varies by region and ins- and plans for your doctor, but that was good. Yeah, I've, I've got some really good insurance, so <laughs> it worked out for me. Yeah. If you don't, like I said, there's there's different programs out there, and just be willing to ask. You know, it's just what it is. But, hey, I do want to, again, invite you to reach out, reach out and link up with us on our socials searching marriage is tougher you can find us everywhere just about um and if we're not everywhere we'll be everywhere soon so with that thanks for listening if you got any value out of this episode we'd like to invite you to rate follow and review on your favorite podcast platform if you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered hit us up on our website marriageistougher.com or follow us on facebook searching marriage is tougher than woodpecker lips Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.